A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. And good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good Another morning, Saturday Dan. underway. Yes. Yeah, we're kicking it off. You are like really excited for 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. always excited for 8 o'clock on <laughs> I know, Saturday. But this is and like... for 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock. It's Sunday around 9 o'clock at night that I start to get a little bit down. Oh. And the children know this is true. You they mean know... you're not like an old man and you go to bed early? My Okay, this is going to be very funny. And I, well, I don't know if my now brother... Now that you said that, it better be funny. I don't know if my brother listens or not, but we call him the youngest old man ever because he goes out for Sunday drives, he goes home from church, and he takes a nap, and he goes to bed super early and gets up like at 3 o'clock in the morning. I mean, he is like the quintessential old man in a less than 30-year-old body. Wow. He's living the dream. I love my little brother. I love a good nap. Well. On Sunday. I enjoy that. Yeah. No, I always I always detest the end of the weekend. Yeah. It just feels like the end of something uh, momentous, and usually nothing momentous really happened on my weekend. Mm, well, it was more of the same. Right. This weekend, uh-huh. though. Yeah. Well, I guess we should tell people what we're talking about today, and then we'll tell them about what I experienced last weekend. <laughs> so, okay. first off, what yes. do we got going today? We're going to end the show talking with Mark DeVisser from The Plumber Is Here, Great yes. Lakes plumbing yes about some different plumbing questions we threw that out there a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. said ask us your questions ask mark your questions he'll answer them on the air we've got questions we're gonna have answers and that's all coming up at the end yeah we also saw an instagram post earlier this uh week that was kind of about how someone didn't get exactly what they wanted you know they once they had it they had a little bit of buyer's remorse oh you know i wish it was something else yes and there were decisions that led to that we all experience that from time to time right it happens a ton of times with a home renovation Mm -hmm. with a repaint with those things yeah we get done and it's oh not quite what we wanted yeah there are some ways you can avoid that or at least minimize that impact yeah get more of what you want and we're going to tell you how to do that right but right now let's talk about what we promised we'd talk about last week yes and i have to tell you our benjamin Mort rep called in case you don't know he called me and asked so did you try that thing out yet because yeah. he must have listened to the show well and we have to be clear last week we talked about how my yard last week and we talked about how my yard is covered with hickory nuts yes and we've got squirrels that throw them down i've got a hickory tree mm-hmm. and in fact this past week yeah they hit my daughter right on the noggin how rude. They produce tears and everything. Man, those Hannah was squirrels. Bought, now, Hannah will milk things for all their worth. <laughs> no. But, yeah, we've got pictures of her when she was little. She went through an entire <laughs> Band-Aid box in one day. At one moment, she wow. came out of the bathroom and she had, t- whatever, 20 Band-Aids up and down her legs. Wow. And a little discoloration on the skin. <laughs> I was covered with a Band-Aid. So she can maximize... Uh-huh. You know, right. the, the experience. But right. anyway, she got knocked on the noggin with a great big old mm-hmm. hickory nut. They're all over the yard. They're hard to walk. It's hard to walk across the yard. Yeah, it's you kind of slip and slide. pain. And yeah. so last year, you and I had spotted something called the weasel nut gatherer. Yeah. It's a cage, mm-hmm. a steel cage yep. on a pole. Yeah. And the, the, the cage is springy. 
Yeah. And it, the, the idea is that you roll it over the yard, the cage spreads apart and moves mm-hmm. around and grabs the nuts, snatches them up inside, and then closes again. Right. And it traps them inside. And you can roll it over your yard like a vacuum cleaner yeah, and pick bit. up all the nuts. Right. We said we were going to try it. Yes. Because they're not inexpensive. No, they're not inexpensive. You're but, talking 40 bucks or so well, for a doad. But for they a doodad. are handy. And, and it comes well, in- no, you're tipping the hand. Are they handy? That's what we're going to tell people. Oh. Yes, they're handy. <laughs> wow, it worked amazingly Five well. Delay. <laughs> yes, there, there's multiple sizes. Yeah, there's small, a, medium, and large. Right, that makes sense. Just yeah. like ice cream. <laughs> right. Small, medium, and large. Right. And they work for, of course, different size nuts, different size right. whatever. The big one you can even use to pick up small fruit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. If yeah. you happen to have a fruit tree that's dropping things. Yeah, small apples. It worked so well. I zipped it over my yard, mm-hmm. picking up the hickory nuts. No, it, it's, it'll drop a few here and there. Well, yeah. But in about the span of two minutes, mm-hmm. I had filled about a five-gallon bucket full. Jeez. And there's still more out there. Yeah. But... Oh my goodness, so much easier mm-hmm. than walking around bent over picking them up. Well, and I have to tell you, I am very excited to have this tool because, well, I have acorn, so obviously mm-hmm. I have the smaller version of what you have, mm-hmm. and the dog, every fall she sits there and she just eats acorn after acorn and the vet said you know she shouldn't be eating all those acorns yep so now it's like heh i will beat you at your own game you will not can you use it to pick up what the dog leaves oh i don't think so no let's no, not go there I think yeah i don't think with it spinning like yes. yeah it's just gonna squash in not the ground <laughs> that is really foul yeah, yeah, it is. I guess I did bring us there. Yes, you did. Anyway, we've got the one that we tested. Yes. It's a small, it's a medium. Yeah. And it worked smaller. really well. We're going to give it away. Replicolite mm-hmm. is giving that away. Yeah. And we're going to tell you how you can get that. It's not the same thing as we always do. It's going to be a little different. We'll right. tell you how you can win it at the end of the show. It's worth it. Right. Now, after a quick break, we're going to talk about buyer's remorse because we've all been there and there are a few little things that you can do so it's not so bad the next time. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Now, this will come as no surprise to anybody out there. Okay. But I, I have a lot of issues from time to time. I'm adjusting the <laughs> microphone right now. It's not where I want it. Uh-huh. In fact, this exact problem that I'm dealing with is what we want to talk about. I've got a microphone stand that I bought the cheap one. Oh, imagine that. I thought, I'll save a few bucks. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, it's It's, not quite exactly what I wished it was. Yeah, so often that does not work out well. A lot of us do that. Oh, I'm going to save a few dollars. It's going to be great. I can go buy something else. And then we're disappointed with our purchase. How many times? When I think back on my life, you know, thinking about this segment, I did that. I Mm -hmm. started thinking back on my life. Yeah. And <laughs> oh wow. man, yeah, there was a lot that came to light uh-huh. in, in that little search. It's like a book. <laughs> but, but a couple of the just really bad decisions that at the time mm-hmm. it didn't seem like it was a bad decision, but oh, did I regret it. One of them, and this was, you know, it was to save money mm-hmm. 
And it was also to save time. It was a time okay. issue yeah. where I remember we needed to buy a new van. I've talked about this on the little one minute things that we do on, on yes. the radio all during the week. But I didn't want to go buy a van from a lot because, oh, I'm, I know I'm going to pay way more money. So okay. I'm going to buy, you know, from another person, right, right. you know? Yeah. And with my work schedule, I just couldn't get out there, mm-hmm. you know, during the day when it was light outside. <laughs> we bought a van in the dark, standing underneath one of those big lights on a farm. You, you know, might big... as well have bought it sight unseen. Oh, my gosh. It looked so nice. I couldn't believe it. In the dark. It. Yeah. I can't believe he only wants $5,000 for this. Mm-hmm. And we bought it. And we got it home. Uh-huh. And I then stood on the driveway in the daytime and said, I can't believe this is the same van that we looked at. <laughs> I still wonder if he switched it. Uh-huh. Oh, cigarette burns in the seats, yep. scratches everywhere, two-tone yep. colors where I thought it was one. Mm-hmm. What a dumb decision. But it was yep. all because I had created this scenario by not doing it sooner. Right. I needed to do it at that moment, right. at that time, and of mm-hmm. course, I needed to save money. Right. So well, it blew up in my face. Well, <laughs> imagine that. The thing that spurred this whole conversation was an um, Instagram post that we mm-hmm. came across this week from the White Farmhouse blog. They posted a picture, or she posted a picture, of a kitchen and this window just above the sink, and her comments were all about how... You know, the kitchen is great and how she likes to post really great pictures. You know, it's just the perfect setting. And trust me, her pictures are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So if you don't follow her, I highly recommend you follow. Um, But it was just the fact that this window was not what she wanted. Well, she had mentioned that she hadn't posted this picture for all the reasons you just said. All the other stuff she posts are just perfect end results. She's very right, happy. Right. This one she sat on because the end results weren't what she wanted. Right. Now, it, looking at it, it looks great. Yeah, it, but there's it's an gorgeous. Issue. But, you know, she's thinking winter is coming, like it or not. And this window, she thinks, is undersized for the amount of light that she wants to come into her kitchen. She wishes the window were bigger. And, you know, she doesn't go into whether it was, you know, a time factor getting the window in or a money factor. Well, she hints that it it was a combination of both of those. She said time and money usually play into these decisions. We think we're going to save or we try to hurry it along. Right. And we make a decision that doesn't seem bad at the time. Yeah. But in retrospect, we stand there and say, hey, this can't uh-huh. possibly be that same van. Well, you know or what? whatever. My parents Insert. went through this, and so did my grandma, for that matter, getting furnaces replaced. My parents happened to have theirs at a very horrible time, right in the dead of winter. The coldest days, furnace goes out, we got to get it replaced. So they have the HVAC guy come out and give them a quote on what it's going to cost to have the furnace replaced. And... The guy asked them about AC. Do you want that included? And my Why parents, no, sir? We're going to save some money. Well, right? exactly. That's how I They were going to save some money, and it's the middle of winter. Who cares about AC? So they just have the furnace put in, and now they're kicking themselves because they still don't have AC. It's hot in their house in And they summertime. found out that it's probably way more expensive it to just more add expensive. that on it its is. own. Yeah. And so my grandma went through exactly that same thing. We've talked about it before, and it took a lot of convincing because she said, but- you know, it's just so much cheaper to just put in the furnace. Well, yes, but AC will make you more comfortable in the long run. It's cheaper to do it now than have somebody have to come it's when you It's more expensive than just the furnace, of course, but in the long run, right. it saves you money. Exactly. How many times don't we do that? We yeah. make decisions. 
And in fact, I was trying to think of scenarios in my home where I have chosen the lesser quality item Mm -hmm. and I've been ecstatic with the results. I can't really think of too many. One where I put in a Uh cheap vinyl floor in my kitchen because we were going to move right away and it really held up. Right. But everything else... You know, I, I can't give the horror story that it just fell apart on me because it right. didn't all. Some right. of it did. Mm-hmm. The van really comes back to mind. <laughs> right. A lot of it lasted, but it was never just this thrill with the purchase. Yeah. You know, I saved 200 bucks over, you know, this this particular mm-hmm. item, let's right. say. And in the end, I always wished I had put more money in. You know, it even goes down to the smallest of things. This summer, I bought a tomato cage for my little tomato plant. And I thought, oh, you know, I looked at all the different ones. And, oh, that one's really sturdy and big. But it's like $8. And look, over here is this other one that's kind of puny. But that's okay because my plant is puny. And I spent like $2 (laughs) on it. Guess what? A big mistake. I should have uh, coughed up the money (laughs) and spent more because now my tomato cage is like sideways and I have all these rocks stacked behind it to try to keep it upright and my plants laying over. It's just a disaster. I should have just spent the money. So we've all been there. We've all said that. Yeah. What what is the whole point of what we're talking about? The whole point is to try to avoid some of that if you can. Yes. And so we've got three things that Mm. we want you to take away from this. Yeah. And just... You know, there's all kinds of stuff to take away. Here's three simple points. The first one is buy quality whenever possible. You know, we yeah. know that that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's made of money. Right. But, I'm not. <laughs> right. But often when you do invest in good stuff, it mm-hmm. is going to be cheaper in the long run. And let's talk about paint because it's one of those items that everybody thinks, unless you're in the know, you just figure paint is paint. Right. But there is a difference in quality when it comes to paint. And that quality plays out in how it applies, how Mm -hmm. long it lasts, how much it spatters when you're applying it, how well it covers, how Mm -hmm. well it washes up. All of those things play into that. My mom always was a money saver. (laughs) She still is. Yeah. But I remember even when I worked at Repcolite, I've talked about this before. But she still was buying cheap paint mm-hmm. because of that exact reason. Right. She would do the lip service thing. Right. But then when it really came down to it, she'd right. buy something cheap. Right. One time, she actually used Repcolite's Hallmark. Mm-hmm. I think I gave her two gallons on my sister's <laughs> cabinets. I just said, use this. Right. That day, she called like five times. It got really annoying <laughs> because she kept calling to tell me how remarkable it was. Mm-hmm. And it was just that difference from using cheap stuff to using a quality product. And the right. price wasn't that different when it was all said and done. That's what was so crazy about the scenario. Yeah, people think it's going to be like $50 a gallon more or something to buy better paint. It's not. On average, you're 5 to $10 more per if gallon. That. If that. And you get so much more out of it. And think of the time that you're saving in the long run because, you know, paint projects do take up a fair amount of time when you go to do them and you don't want to have to redo them, you know, next year or two years. You don't want the paint chipping off of your cabinets three weeks after you put it on. If you buy the better paint, it's going to last longer. And use the right paint, not just, you know, oh, well, I have some left over from my walls and Mm -hmm. I want my cabinets the same color, so let's just paint it. Again, that's a money saver, you think, but in the long run, it's not. Right. Right. Like you're saying, the time that it takes to do the process is going to be the same if you use cheap stuff or good stuff. Right. At at the very best, it could be the same. If you use cheap stuff, it can actually take longer to get it done. But the work is, all the steps are Mm -hmm. the same. You go through all of that. Right. 
and you use two gallons, mm-hmm. and let's say it was on the high end, $10 more a gallon, right. which we would dispute that that's even the case. If you're comparing similar products, right. it's not going to be that different. Yeah. But let's say it is. Mm-hmm. Two gallons, yes. 10 bucks, 20 bucks total Yes. over the long haul. And you've got something on the cheap end that's going to last you a couple years, if that. Mm-hmm. And you got on the high end, something's going to last and last and last. Right. It's definitely worth putting in the extra money for mm-hmm. the quality stuff. Right. Another thing to take away is build time into your projects. Yes. Make sure you've got time to do the project, and that means starting earlier than you might think. Avoid all of those spur-of-the-moment weekend projects, mm-hmm. if you can. Those quick decisions, buying the van in the dark because you <laughs> need a van because you delayed right. is right. a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Find a way to build time into your projects so you can plan. Right. If you're just doing a little project like painting a shed or painting a trailer, something like that, then by all means, go for it over the weekend. But if you are painting a room in your home or something like that, then give yourself the time to actually come into the store, look at color chips, and choose the right ones so that you don't have to repaint because we have a lot of sad stories about that. Right. Let bad situations happen yeah. when wives send their husbands in oh, and yes, just say, too. get a tan. Yeah. And then come home and paint the room. Right. That never works it, out. Yeah. Rarely does it work out. Right. It's like threading the needle <laughs> yeah. to make that the happen. The tiniest needle yeah. with a giant thing of Take yarn. Take the time to pick the color the way you right. want it. Look at it in your lighting before you send somebody in, and you'll avoid some of that regret. And a third one to think about is gather intel. Yes. Research products mm-hmm. before you buy them. Talk to family members about a space. If we're talking about painting, talk about the space before you go and actually redo anything. Yes. You know, everybody who uses that space, get some input Mm -hmm. because you want to make it work for everybody. Right. You can even ask friends and neighbors and things like that, extended family members. It doesn't Trusted friends and neighbors. Right. Just to get an opinion, ask them if they were a person who was coming in to look at your home potentially to buy, what would they see? You know, would it be appealing to them? Because that's going to help you decide and maybe narrow down the things that you really want because you may have it in your head and think oh i can go cheaper but you might not end up being happy with it well back to the window thing in the beginning mm-hmm. bringing other people in might help you see something that you otherwise would have missed right you know with the window we don't know exactly why she chose that window the way she did mm-hmm. and regretted it right. like we said it might have been time and money she kind of hinted at that but we don't know for sure right it might have just been didn't think about it. Right. How many times don't we do that? Mm-hmm. We just don't think right. about this particular thing. But other people can come in and bring that to our attention much quicker than us finding it. So gather those opinions. It's mm-hmm. going to take a thick skin. It's right. not always fun to listen to yeah. a million different opinions. You still got to make your own call. Yes. But it's still worth checking and getting that input. Right. And last, make sure that if you are hiring a contractor to do your work, make sure that you are asking for the references and actually following up on those references so that you know that the person you're inviting into your home is really going to give you what you're asking for. Now, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Mark DeVisser. The plumber is here. Yes. Answering your plumbing questions. Absolutely. That's next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore. Well, welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody came back. The people who came back, welcome back. There was a little bit of lag. I... Well, I was trying to think that through. Everybody. Every time I say that, I think that seems very optimistic. 
I guess is probably the way to say that. Well, if Everybody you do your job right, people aren't going to leave in the first place. That's right. You're going to, so... if people have left to go to the restroom, I'm just giving them time to come back because you're going to want to be here for this. <laughs> yes, yes. We're in the are. studio with Mark DeVisser from Great Lakes Plumbing, theplumberishere.com. Mark, thanks for being here. Glad to be here. And we have talked about this for, oh, maybe the last two or three weeks. Yeah, that we I were think gonna, about three weeks. Yeah, that mm-hmm. we were going to have Mark here. And ask him your plumbing questions. Yes. Because we put the word out there. We wanted questions from people. Mm-hmm. And you guys didn't disappoint. You delivered. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we're very happy. And we're going to get straight into the questions. Are you cool with that, Mark? Go for it. And then we'll give you time at the end to let people know how to get a hold of you. If they still want to get a hold of you after you've answered no our problem. question. No <laughs> problem. All right. And we're going to start right. with an easy one. Do you want me to take this one? Yes. Go All right. right ahead. This one is from Lem in Burnips. Lem? Hope you're listening. (laughs) Lem wants to know, Mark, why is my toilet constantly running? Generally speaking, the flush valve, the flapper, is warped, out of shape, old, needs to be replaced, and it's letting water down the drain so the toilet's refilling. Okay, so keep just keep the the tank full. Okay, just the flapper. Generally speaking, is that something Lem can do himself? Very possible. All right. Yeah. Depends how mechanically inclined he is. You, I might not recommend. Oh, I've replaced flappers all the time. <laughs> what? Sounds like the 1920s. Yeah. Flappers. All right, Lamb. So it, what, what's he looking for? I mean, how can he tell for sure? Or is there no real way? Just replace the flapper. It doesn't sound expensive. No. The, the way to find out would be to pour some red or some food coloring in the tank. Okay. And then watch. And if the bowl turns that color... Without flushing. Without flushing. It means that it's getting from the tank to the bowl when it's not supposed to be. Okay. That's mm. the easiest way, probably. And that doesn't sometimes stain you the can, tank? Sometimes you... No, not food coloring. Okay. Sometimes you can push down on the flapper and you'll immediately hear it stop trickling. Okay. Uh, and then the other option would be that the fill valve is bad and the fill valve is not shutting off, so it's running constantly. Those are the two options, but flappers are typically the problem. All right. So that's a good one. And that I have a new a policy one. for if you can do it yourself. Yes. My new policy is if you're asking me if you can do it yourself, <laughs> you probably... And a flapper's pretty easy, so I, I'm okay with a flapper. But a lot of people call me about other items, and they're like, is this something I can do myself? And I'm like, if you're asking me that, you probably should have somebody do it. <laughs> well, we always know that Dan just shouldn't probably do it. I just fixed a leaky faucet where I had to completely put a new... What is it? A ball valve? Oh, gosh. Fallopian tube. (laughs) Yeah, I put the new fallopian tube in. (laughs) See, Mark's talking about a joke that my son, who's an apprentice electrician, Uh came back with. The guys on the site sent him to the truck to get a fallopian tube, and he looked for, oh, he told me, a good half hour, and finally had to ask, and then they informed him that he was a rookie (laughs) and needed to learn stuff. All right, the next question we've Uh got is from Alice in Fruitport. Betsy, why don't you ask this one? Well, Alice wants to know about the water pressure in her home. She says it's terrible, and she says every time I turn on the shower, it's basically just a little drizzle. How do I increase that pressure? I've been in hotels where that happens. And it's, hotels? I've been well, in hotels where that's always where I actually a, have water. <laughs> well, I've been in some that don't have very well. So what's going on? I guess the easiest way to start is either have city water which Mm -hmm. is regulated, you're not going to adjust that. Or you have well water, which can be regulated. Okay. 
I'm not going to get into that too much, but a well guy can increase your pressure. But I'll also say that a vast majority, 85 to 90% of the time, it's just the shower head that's restricting it. Whether oh. it has debris in it mm-hmm. and you need to pull it off and flush it out, or if our Uncle Sam has decided that this thing, only, he only wants it to run so much, so he has little parts in there to restrict the water. <gasps> like on Seinfeld. And they had that. I'm not in, familiar with that one. Well, they had that in New York on Seinfeld, where mm-hmm. they had these. The whole black market was the was the show where you oh, could get a, a shower okay. head that wasn't regulated like that. <laughs> okay, and you'd had pressure. Wow. Not that that matters, but I think right. Kramer was really enjoying that. I think right. the easy way, Betsy, would mm-hmm. be to take a bucket, mm-hmm. turn the water on, okay, put it under a shower head for thirty seconds, mm-hmm. then measure how much you have, then pull the shower head off, okay. And and then run that water without the shower head into the bucket and see what the difference is. That's oh, okay. going to tell you whether the shower head is restricting it. If if you pull the shower head and there's still no the same amount of water, mm-hmm. then there you know there could be a, dis- a restriction downstream. Right. Uh, there there's a number of things that can happen deeper, but those are harder to find. But can the, the old pipes corrode? Sure. And and sure. get Cut more. Or I guess flow. not corrode as much. Yeah, but you, what do you yeah, call you that when corrode, they collect you can debris, get inside? debris and they can get plugged up and there there's a whole handful of things that are deeper but start with the large majority is the shower head same with a faucet like a sink faucet it's 90 percent of the time it's in the handle or in the spout okay aerator or the Mm pull-out spray pull the hose off from the pull-out spray on your kitchen sink and 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 spray the hose into the end of the the wand, the handle, let's say, to or spout, so mm-hmm. that you can flush out any garbage. All right. And that's generally what this is. Okay, All so right. how do you flush out a shower head then? Because you said to do Well, that. the easy way would be to just put it under a sink and, and try to flush water in there so the debris can get back out rather than heading into the okay. head. So you're you forcing water in the opposite maybe a, end, right? a screwdriver or a toothpick and try to just okay. clean out any debris. Get a mallet. Uh, sometimes there's a screen you can remove. We have some of them that have plastic screens and you just poke a little hole in it. So it's a little bigger. So it allows a little more water in. Yes, it's going to let some debris in, but that's not a big deal. Probably put uh, out an eye one day. You'll get a big chunk of something. (laughs) You're right full on. Uh All right. right. What's the next question? We're in the studio with Mark. Well, I'm going to let people know who we're talking to. Okay. Mark DeVisser from The Plumber is Here, Great Lakes Plumbing. And we're going over some plumbing questions that... Our wonderful listeners sent in. Mm-hmm. I've got this one from Anonymous in Sparta, and I really like this one. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to it. Yes. Here we go. My friends just had a bidet installed, and they won't stop talking about it. I don't even call them anymore because the conversation, this is my favorite part, always comes back to some weird bidet, <laughs> bidet analogy. So I don't even know what a bidet analogy is, but apparently that's apparently what poor they exist. this person is right. dealing with. Anyway. She doesn't even call them anymore because that's all they talk about. Right. But I'm still intrigued. Do I really want to take the plunge and get my own? And that's from Anonymous in Sparta. Mark, tell us about bidets. Does Anonymous in Sparta want a debay? Most definitely. Oh, a debay? A bidet. Bidet. <laughs> Mark, oh. does Anonymous in Sparta want a bidet? My opinion is yes. Obviously, we've gone from bidets that where you have a toilet sitting next to a bidet. Mm -hmm. Now, almost everything is toilet seat bidets, so they fasten on your existing toilet. And we've had a few conversations about bidets in the past. Um, It's a matter of personal cleanliness. 
Well, I will say there is a certain employee of Repcolite who has one. Are you going to signal him out? I, I am not going to tell everyone who it is. <laughs> he knows who he is if he is listening. And he absolutely loves he his bidet. Also, he talks about it all yes, the time. <laughs> every conversation comes back to it, some weird bidet analogy. I get the pain. Yeah. No matter what really you're talking does. about, it can come back mm-hmm. to that. You so, know who you are. Employee. I know Mark liked him. So yeah, I, I will knew say that out of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bidets installed, I've only ever taken one out from someone who said, that's just too weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and everybody else, literally, I have people out there that had hemorrhoids their entire life and have never had one since they used a bidet. Well, there you go. Those kind of things are really, truly out there. Well, now I don't have to ask question number four. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know somebody who had one installed because their septic tank kept, they they Mm, had an issue with that, that they couldn't get fixed Mm -hmm. monetarily, and they wanted to reduce the paper going down. You can reduce the paper immensely. Yeah, they had tremendous Um, success with that. You can reduce the wipes that people are using to try to clean better than paper. Oh, those are and popular. The wipes are the flushable wipes? The unflushable wipes. <laughs> yeah, they're yes. not flushable, are they? Right. So, I mean, that alone, in my opinion, is great. All right, Mark, we are running out of time on this segment. Can you hang with us until the next one? Because I do have a really great question that I really want to get to. Sure. All right, super. We'll be back in the studio with Mark DeVisser after break. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back in the studio with Mark DeVisser from The Plumber Is Here, a.k.a. Great Lakes Plumbing. That's the official name, isn't it, Mark? Great Lakes Plumbing Services, oh. LLC is Oh, the see, there was so name. much more than uh-huh. I was saying. Yes, but most people know him by <sighs> The Plumber Is Here because that's what's all over the trucks, right? All True. over the trucks. Yeah. And you guys are all over. We see Try you all be. the time, yeah. Yeah. So we're asking plumbing questions that came in from listeners, mm-hmm. and it's been a lot of fun so far. We've solved a ton of problems. And Betsy's got a question that she's dying to ask. I am because it just made me laugh. And what made me laugh was how they signed it. They signed it anxious in Allendale, and you're about to find out oh, why. Oh, it's like one of those dear so-and-so things. Dear Abby. Yeah. <laughs> Anxious in Allendale. Anxious in Allendale. Anxious in Allendale writes, When we flush our toilet, the water fills up to the brim. It will drain away over a few hours, but it's always touch and go. I plunged and plunged and plunged and had no solution. What is going on? Yeah, you've got a problem there. (laughs) It takes a couple hours. You've got a serious problem. Uh, I don't think that's helping anxious. In in Allendale, could be a septic problem. Could be a drain line problem. Okay. Not likely a toilet problem if it takes that long. So it's further out I than their toilet. I would assume so. I think they need somebody to come and do what, a little investigation. What do you there. do? How do you investigate something like that? Do you send in a scuba team? Uh, I oh yeah, <laughs> we have a, a group of mice. That put <laughs> Tiny on divers. <laughs> um, I always tell my customers if to start by pumping the septic tank if if they haven't had it done. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a lot okay. of people call me. We're having issues. We're hearing gurgling in the lines. Things aren't going down real well. I always immediately just say, well, have you had your tank pumped or not? And some people are like, we've never had it pumped. And I'm like, well, 
immediately get it pumped Mm because there's a good chance that's the problem. Let's eliminate that first. I don't need to come out, dig up your tank to tell you to call to and charge you to call you to tell you to get charged again. So let's eliminate that first. Um, If it's been done in the last year, two years, three years, that's pretty good. I don't necessarily suggest starting there, pumping it again. Um, and, and, And then it's typically more we send a drain cleaner out there and they pull the toilet or they, they they'll we have things ways of checking okay and trying to find all kinds of really neat stuff oh i mean what used to be neat uh, stuff <laughs> we don't find a lot of neat stuff out there we find a lot of wipes unflushable wipes i right. saw a picture on your Roots. facebook page mark Roots. that you had like dentures like in the base I, i've like personally the the- pulled dentures out of a toilet that actual picture was Oh, from somebody that, else. From somebody else. But you have. But seen... I have actually been called to pull dentures. Did out they of a tell you that's what was going yeah, on? Yeah, they knew. They knew that uh, it was someone who had dementia, and they had went oh, in and wow. came back oh. out without them. So, right. And the toilet didn't flush. So this was a really obvious. She knew right. they were in there, and and it was real easy. I got them out, and well, that kind of took all the <laughs> fun out of that. Right. Yeah. I pictured my dad just standing there. Making a funny uh, face and the teeth fall in the toilet. Right. He's done stuff. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. he's got well. his teeth. But someday <laughs> when he doesn't, they'll be in the toilet and he'll be calling you, mm. Mark. Wait, yeah, I have be. two more quick questions along this line of Kay. septics. How often should you have it pumped? <laughs> okay. I think they recommend, and, I, and I'm, I'm not a septic guy, uh-huh. but I'm thinking they recommend four years minimum maybe. Okay. And they may want to call a septic tank company to ask their opinion on that. For okay. every four years... If you've got like a family of four, as I think what I kind of tell people, and I may not be 100% correct. Okay. And then that Ridex product, I know they say you should dump that down your toilet. I've heard both yes and no on that. Do you know? Um, Does that really help? Do they I, I know people that stuff? do it. I, I have an old timer that tells me uh, to put yeast down, the activated yeast, those little packets. Well, that um, is about the same thing. I actually tried that at, mm-hmm. when I was 15 years in, on a septic, mm-hmm. and I, I really believe that it helped because mm-hmm. I never had my tanks pumped the entire time, but I checked them once in a while, Right, and they were in perfect condition. If you check it, and the, the whole idea of a septic tank is the enzymes eat everything up and there's only water left. Right. If there's all kinds of stuff left that's not working properly is the mm-hmm. story. That's uh, my okay. unprofessional opinion of I have a lot of those tanks. unprofessional oh, yeah. we all opinions, <laughs> statements, uh-huh. giggles. Right. I giggle unprofessionally at inopportune mm, times. That is true. Do you have one last question for <laughs> us, giggler? Do. I do. And I like this one because it's very personal. Okay. Um, I just bought a house in town and the person who sold me the house told me I have to have my line rooted out every year or so to prevent the sewer from backing up. The listener writes, let me just say sewer backup is not an option for me. Not many people want to have sewer backup. No. What do I do? Can I router the lines myself? Is this the best solution? What do you recommend? Monica in Zealand. I don't believe that Monica curious. can do them herself. Okay. That's my opinion. Because Monica asked, um, and that yeah. is your rule. It's, I've you seen ask. people hurt very bad with sewer cables. Oh. Um, I, I actually had this conversation this week with a customer that just bought a house, and the previous owner said they put root treatment down every year. Um, I'm not a big fan of root treatment. Mm-hmm. We do drain cleaning. We have a camera. We can send a camera down and investigate the entire line, and my opinion is you're probably going to replace that line 
uh, I told this lady, ten, over 10 years, you're going to spend $300 a year to, to, to put mm-hmm. root treatment. I mm-hmm. said, over the course of 10 years, you're a long way to replacing the entire line and having it new. We had right. the same problem when I lived in town in Zealand. So I get the pain here. Mm-hmm. And that's what we ended up doing. We put a new line in and yeah, we bit the bullet. But, oh, I never look back. That was mm-hmm. so nice to know that that was now taken care of. Because Any sewer of these... backup is absolutely zero Gross. fun. Maybe yeah. even negative fun. <laughs> I would say negative <laughs> right. And any of these lines out there that aren't PVC, they're letting roots in. They're, mm-hmm. they're, it's, it's a problem waiting, waiting to get to a catastrophe. Oh, yes. And mm. I would tell you, plan on it, save your pennies, and do it when it's convenient for you. It's worth it. Mark, we're running out of time. Thank you for sitting with us, giving us all these answers, laughing along with us. Plumbing, you've got to laugh about a lot of stuff, right? There's some funny stuff. It's that or cry sometimes. (laughs) If our listeners want to get in touch with you, maybe ask their questions to you directly or get you out to the house, how's the best way to do that? Info at theplumberishere.com. That is really simple. It is. Even Betsy could do that. Info at theplumberishere.com. Mark, we're so glad you were here with us today. Hey, good to be here, guys. Having Mark here is always fun. It is very fun. I'm always intrigued as to where we're going to go. Yeah, you never quite know what's going to happen when Mark is here. (laughs) Nope, you never know. But before we wrap it up, I do have a paint question that we're going to kind of lump in because it's somewhat related to plumbing in a very loose sense. And it's at my house. Of course it is. And I have the answer. So it's the best of all possible worlds. Anyway. This spring, I noticed in my hallway, outside the bathroom door, the bathroom mm. that has the shower in it, Okay. outside the bathroom door, on the hallway, are all these brown streaks running down the wall. Mm-hmm. And my very first reaction when I saw it, it was in the spring when we had all the rain. Yeah. And I thought, oh my goodness, my roof is leaking. Right. Fortunately, I didn't end up in the attic crawling around, which normally is how things work for me. Of course. I go way to the deep end right. and jump in with yeah. both feet. This time I thought it through a little bit. Mm -hmm. Why is it happening just here? What's going on? It could be a leak. Is there a better solution? Mm -hmm. And there is. Betsy, tell everybody what it is because it's really kind of cool. Well, I'm going to. Well, it's not cool, but it's cool (laughs) that we know what's going on. Yeah, I'm going to guess that it's surfactant leaching with that bathroom being right there and all the moisture when you or the kids open the door, all that moisture comes out and that's where it's collecting. It's meeting that cool air. Collects on the wall. All latex paints contain surfactants and that just makes application possible. And a lot of the times when moisture sits on a surface of an uncured product, it can pull those to the surface. And then when the moisture dries, you see this residue behind. Mm. Sometimes it happens on paint that's been on a wall for a long time, like I've got going on. Mm -hmm. The good news is you can wipe it off. Yep. And there's no problem to the paint. There's no No. issue going on. There's no permanent staining. No. To fix it, in Mm -hmm. my situation, I'm going to get a a new fan. Yeah. And hopefully that will move the moisture. If you happen to have it in a bathroom, which is the most common place to see it in the house, Mm -hmm. there's a great solution. Yeah. Benjamin Moore makes a product called Aura Bath and Spa. And we highly recommend it just because it's going to fight against that surfactant leaching. It has the mold and mildew inhibitors in it. And if you're painting a dark color, you don't have all of those streaks things all the moisture will wipe right off and it'll be good as new right it's a matte finish there really is no reason to use any other paint in a bathroom it's really going to save you time and money in the long run right and there you go no more time if you want to catch this episode online you can do so at repcolite.com or itunes and also we need to give away that weasel nut gatherer thing that we talked about at the beginning yes to win it all you need to do is email us radio at repcolite.com ask us a question a paint question yes and we're going to choose the one we like the best we'll answer it on air in a future episode and we'll send you the nut gatherer 
I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that your yard is pristine and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there's no brown streaking on your bathroom walls. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.